This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Neighbors, I'd like to send a special shout out to Audible.com for supporting the Paracast. For a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial, go to audible.com slash paracast. That's audible.com slash paracast. With Gene and Chris, welcome back to the Paracast as we consider some interesting stuff this time because we've talked over recent years as to where the young people are who are interested in the paranormal. Are they involved? Are young people getting involved? And we've found somebody who's 16 years of age. They call him the Crypto Kid, and he'll be joining us in just a few moments. We're going to look at a new generation of paranormal researchers, and I think there's a lot that we could learn from them. In the meantime, I mentioned in the last episode of the Paracast, and we went into detail on after the Paracast, about MUFON and how it's supposedly treating access to their UFO database. And the reason I mentioned this is I got a copy of something they're sending to their members whose renewals are due soon. And it says that our new website now allows members only to log in to view and download the e-journals, read current UFO news, search the UFO database, or the recent UFO reports. And it goes on. That's saying, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, that's saying that only members can access the database. Is that what it says? Yeah, maybe you got something that says that, but I went to their website. And you can still you can still search it. Exactly. That's what they sent out to members. So I wrote to Jan Harzan and I said, what's going on here? And he said, no, that's not true. Non-members can still access the database. There's the recent 20 reports. The problem with the database is not whether it's member only or not. And obviously that email to members is wrong. The problem is that it has an interface from what? What would you say? VisiCalc or something, 1988? It's got this ancient... It's, it's really, it's awful. It's, it's antiquated. It's very cumbersome. You have to know exactly what you're looking for in order for it to spit out results. Uh, it's barely more than useless. And the thing is here is that we're talking about a group that's supposed to be one of the largest in the world. I don't know. I think... There are probably organizations like in Japan or China that are probably a lot larger. But they claim to be the largest. And they can't afford a decent database. Even worse, Chris, apparently the server cannot handle a request of more than 50 records or 50 sightings. That's all you can get. It's not like you get 50 and you click load more. No such thing. 50 is the limit. Whatever you request, and it's a brain-dead search, 50 items. And I asked Jan why, and he says it's because it would put too much of a load on the server. Now, I did a little checking, and he confirmed it. They are running a dedicated server, which means they have the entire server for MUFON. 
just as we have an entire server for the Paracast and Tech Night Out Live. And of course, Chris is our strangeplanet.com. We have the entire server. They do. But the problem is here is they are saddled with this database system that is ancient. It is slow. It is cumbersome. And he claims they're working on something new. So let's see what happens. I don't know. Sometimes when you hear things like we're building a new site and we're doing this, it never happens fast enough, especially when it comes to web design. Web design doesn't get done on time. We found somebody one time to redo your site, Our Strange Planet, and it always took longer than you expect. And that's a pretty simple site, right? Yeah, it's a WordPress site. I wish I had a little bit more knowledge and, uh, on how to create more categories on my site. There's a lot of things I'd like to do, but I'm just handcuffed because of my you know, lack of knowledge and, uh, and lack of time, I might add. It does take a lot longer. Well, the thing is here is that I know a little bit about WordPress. If you send me some special requests, I'll do some work with it. You know, right now what we did do, which our listeners may not know or care about, is we moved all our sites to SSL, which means they go to secured connections. And that reduces the possibility of hackers coming to our sites. And we did that with Chris. So he's now more protected. But there might be things I could do in terms of, give me a list of categories, Chris, and give me some other things about what you need, and Mm -hmm. I'll find a way to make it happen. Well, one thing I I, I do want to just remind everybody that I I have been very active on my site. Uh, There's a bunch of really cool articles on there now, and I'm going to try to adhere to an article a week or possibly an article every two weeks now and flesh it out. Um, There's a lot of good stuff on there, and I want want to continue that, uh, that progress. Definitely looking at the site, and he's been working like a busy bee here. In fact, there is something you just put up, and we'll maybe get into it more on after the Paracast this week. The NORAD event and the Gallup incident, was there a connection? Amazing, amazing. Uh, Same-day case, 11 years apart, exact descriptions. It's just phenomenal. People, you know, weird phone calls to sheriffs from NORAD Space Command. It's just an amazing an amazing dark horse event. One of the most important, I think, u- ufological events uh, in the last 25 years. And uh, <laughs> hardly anybody's ever heard of it. Is there somebody we can get on the show to talk about this with expertise? Um, I'd have to do some digging. I, do, I did have some a couple of sources at NORAD, but um, I, I haven't talked to them in years. I'd, I'd have to do a little digging on that. Okay. Yeah, but it's something like that. This is a long article. You know, he quotes from a lot of sources here. It's got a lot of connections and comparisons. And this is the kind of thing that takes time to put together. And because it takes time to put together, it's not going to go up every day. It's not going to be a daily thing. But he's going to work on it. And as I said, I will try to help Chris do a little fine-tuning of the site as we've done to make it better. Right now, it is a razor-fast WordPress site. We've got a state-of-the-art situation there, and we keep all the security up to date as possible. So it's OurStrangePlanet.com. And by the way, if you look there, you can buy all his books online. All right? They say this is going to be on the ad-free version of the Paracast. It doesn't matter. You can buy his books on there. All his books, including Stalking the Herd, the Mysterious Valley books, Stalking the Tricksters, they're all available for on sale in ebook and in print versions. So you definitely want to check that out. Now, let's talk about our guest this week. And this is interesting because we get letters from people saying, hey, 
can I come on the show? And we get a letter here saying, my name is Colin Schneider. I'm a 16-year-old cryptozoologist from Ohio. I've been actively involved in the field for over three years. I am an infrequent listener to your podcast. Well, we have to change that. And I'm currently trying to appear in a variety of podcasts. I thought that being a young researcher, you might be interested in having me on the program. (laughs) This kid is really working hard. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of a crypto version of John Greenwald when he started out back in the mid-90s. It reminds me of me and Alan Greenfield at 16. And, of course, we were following UFOs. But that's what was going on. We were very active. When I was 17 or 18, I was appearing on radio shows already. It took a while, of course, before I actually got a paid job at one, not until I was 21, but... I go out there occasionally and go on these shows and talk about the subject of UFOs. I understand what this guy is doing. So he's following cryptozoology, but as I said, in many respects, he's like me. He's like Alan Greenfield and Rick Hilberg and all the people I grew up with. So I want to see what a 21st century version of such people is like. And it's not going to be like us, okay? You know, we lived in another time, in another universe, in another reality. Literally in another reality. There it goes. A reminder again, check out OurStrangePlanet.com for regular updates from Chris. Check out Plus.TheParacast.com for the Paracast Plus and after the Paracast. And in a few seconds, we'll check out what Colin Schneider has discovered as a 16-year-old crypto kid. With Gene and with Chris, you're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Hi there, I'm Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. 
Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. you got to love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-361-6907. 800-361-6907. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Are you living your passion? Are you pumped to go to work because you get to talk about or work with or do the things that interest you the most? Is working, playing, and relaxing one and the same? As long as you're working for someone else, you'll never be living entirely true to yourself and your passion. I'm Pharmacist Keith. Let me show you how you can work around your current schedule, create the extra income so you can live your passion. Visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Radio.recordedvideo.com. Yesterday, I got a call from the IRS. They say I owe them over $16,000. I don't have that kind of money. Don't try to fight the IRS on your own. Use Coast One Financial Group and let them help you get a fresh start. If you owe at least $10,000 in back taxes, call now for a free and confidential tax debt analysis. Call Coast One now for a free consultation at 800-643-4661 now. 800-643-4661. That's 800-643-4661. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So on the Paracast this week with Gene and Chris, we welcome the next generation, or at least someone at least three generations (laughs) newer than me, That's Colin Schneider, 16 years of age, and he calls himself the Crypto Kid. Welcome to the Paracast. Where's that name come from? The Crypto Kid? Well, I have a friend of mine, Ronald Murphy. He's a researcher who does a lot of cryptozoology, predominantly looking at the archetypes of cryptozoology. And he promotes himself as the Crypto Guru. And we're working on a book together, so... I've just started calling myself the Crypto Kid, and when it came time, when I got contacted to do a podcast, which I've been doing now for several weeks, 
they asked me if I had any ideas for a name for the podcast, and I just thought Crypto Kid would be perfect. So it's kind of the, the name that I've been using for a while now. Okay, so it was one of these spontaneous inventions. Yeah, I just thought it sounded like a cool superhero name. <laughs> well, you have kind of that Peter Parker voice. Yeah, I, I guess I do. I'm, I'm definitely a nerd. <laughs> I'm thinking here, the voice of Tobey Maguire when he played Spider-Man. Yeah, well, I grew up watching all those movies. Uh, Spider-Man was, I, th- I think Spider-Man was the, like the first character that I knew and could recognize, like just off the nose. So, yeah, I've seen all the movies many times. So I take that as a compliment. Thank you. Well, in the next Spider-Man movie, they bring him back to being a high school kid again. And they kind of reinvigorate the franchise. I think Tom Holland is the name of the new Spider-Man. He's a guy about 20 or so, and he plays like a 16 or 17-year-old. But let's not get into that. Let's go back to you. (laughs) You've been chasing this stuff now for how many years? I mean, I've always been interested in it. I mean, I started off as a little kid watching Monster Quest. It was one of my favorite shows, and I... It really captured me because I kind of thought, wow, they're treating these these monsters as if they were animals and, and the idea that they might actually exist. And that idea really captured me as you know an eight-year-old. So I, I'd always been interested in it, but I really, really got interested like wanting to be a researcher when I was 13 and I went to Maine with my family and – we visited the International Cryptozoology Museum, and I got to meet Lauren Coleman, who was kind of like my my hero as, as a kid. So I remember walking out of the museum after I, I spent all of my money. Vacation hadn't even really started. And I remember walking out a handful of books and thinking, yeah, I want to be a monster hunter for the rest of my life. And so... Right after the vacation, I kind of started thinking, I don't have to be an adult to, you know, do this. I can do this as a kid. So I just started collecting as many books as I can, just reading as much as I can. And last year, I started really feeling that I knew enough to really start like writing and doing like active research. So I I started compiling these lists of just creatures and going to conferences and handing them out and talking to people. And that led me to join various crypto groups. Uh, I have a huge range of contacts now. I've been published numerous times. It it all kind of exploded pretty quickly. Have you read the books from Chris O'Brien? No. uh, His cattle mutilation one is especially interesting to me, and it's been on my list for a long time. But Unfortunately, being a teenager, I don't always have a good stimulation of income, so I haven't been able to uh, get a lot of the books on my list, but it's definitely on there. I was Well, do you uh, have a Kindle, or can you read uh, an e-version? I'll send it to you. Oh, yeah, I'd appreciate that. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. That's the least I can do. Um, I'll send you, I'll feed them. As soon as you're done with one, I'll send you another one, and we'll just keep it going. There's not as much crypto cases and reports in my books is maybe Ken or or Lyle or or um, David Weatherly or or of course Lauren but um there's enough in there to keep you uh, more than fascinated I'm sure 
UFOs and everything, UFOs especially, ghosts, other mysteries, they, they all still interest me, but it's definitely the animal aspect of the weird that has captured me for so long. Okay, well, it sounds like you come down on the, uh, the flesh and blood sort of um, you know, three-dimensional reality um, side of the equation as opposed to something Fortean or, or paranormal. Um, so you think that, uh, for instance, Bigfoot is a, a flesh and blood undiscovered hominid that's uh, hiding from us out in the, in the forest, correct? Well, Bigfoot specifically, I'm not sure because m- my mentor uh, is uh, Stan Gordon. Um, mm-hmm. And you know that he's done extensive research and has some excellent, fascinating data on Bigfoot and UFOs, how they may be connected. So I, I'm not sure. What I really focus on is uh, the folklore right now because I am not really able to go out into the field all the time. It's not just a, a feasible thing uh, at my age right now. Right. So a lot well, of you the, got you got school and other things to deal with. So exactly. So and a girls. lot of the <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of the research I do is sitting in my room with a pile of dusty books, scanning through them for some weird account or something. So. I'm right now I'm a lot more interested in the folklore and in the folklore there's a lot there's a ton of weird stuff. I mean Native Americans especially in the Pacific Northwest looked at Bigfoot as a protector a, a guardian of the forest or in other places you have um skinwalker creatures that have been associated with cryptozoology lately. And so there's a lot of weird and, and paranormal aspects to these creatures and even though I do wholeheartedly believe that most of them are creatures, if they do exist, I do think that the folklore doesn't give an, get enough attention because it does give us this interesting aspect of the creatures as to how they were looked at before you really got this big field researching them. They, the folklore gives us this look into the past um when it concerns these creatures so it, it i think it's definitely important and i think it's something that doesn't get enough attention and concerning just the am i in the flesh and blood camp or am i in the the paranormal whatever camp i try to avoid opinions because that that really kind of tilts what i'm looking at one way or the other so well, for the it most also part tilts I, the way people look at you as well <laughs> Exactly. So what I try to do is I try to keep a balanced, open look into whatever I'm researching. But I do note any any of the ideas that people have come up with, or I make my own ideas. For example, I recently wrote an article discussing the possibility that some dogman sightings might be explained by kangaroos being misidentified. So I I, I even though I keep away from theories and ideas, I do explore them. I just don't put myself into one of the camps or another. On the Paracast this week, we have Colin Schneider. He's also referred to as Crypto Kit. And you're on with Gene and Chris. And that means you are in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health-sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Are you drowning in debt? Are you struggling to make minimum payments? If this sounds like you, know that it's not your fault. Credit card debt happens to good people. We've helped thousands of good people just like you become debt-free with our Debt Reset Program. Our Debt Reset Program is customized to get you debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months with one low monthly payment. You don't pay a dime until we succeed. Call now to see how we can work for you. 800-912-6177. That's 800-912-6177. Again, 800-912-6177. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm telling everyone how much healthier I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Neely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call one 800 958 6936. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1-800-958-6936. Call 1-800-958-6936. 1-800-958-6936. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like.
Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have a second radio show. It's called After the Paracast. It's only available if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus. And that also gives you the commercial free version of this show and other goodies. And for long-term subscriptions, five years or lifetime, we give free books, ebook, and print versions. So check out plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. Colin Schneider, the crypto kid, joins us. Someone with a young perspective about what's going on. Let me just ask you a quick question here. Some people have this kind of unified field theory of UFOs and cryptozoology and ghosts and stuff. Do you think among all the things you're looking for here, there might be a connection with UFOs and other phenomena? Well, I think it's certainly a possibility. I mean, when I really started getting into the field, going to the conferences and whatever, literally the first person I met, other than Lauren Coleman at the museum, of course, the first person I met was Stan Gordon, and since then he's really taken me under his wing and shown me how to do proper research and how to write examinations of the evidence and whatever. So although I try to keep balanced, I have definitely been influenced by the the unified field theory, but I also think that the, the, the separation is also a valid idea. I, I, I try to avoid – like I've said before, I've tried to avoid making any opinions, but it's definitely something that I look at and think is perfectly valid and definitely should be examined by a lot more people than it is. What about theories like crypto creatures coming from another dimension or reality? Well, I I wrote an article a few months back about the idea that fairy lore has some connection to cryptids as a whole so fairies of course are definitely interdimensional beings like that's the idea of them so i've researched it pretty extensively the conclusion i've come to is the folklore definitely supports it a lot of what you see with fairy folklore supports the idea that they're interdimensional and the fact that they have so many connections to cryptids kind of leans to that idea but I, I think it's definitely valid and i think it i i've looked into it i think others should now concerning the the, the fairy idea for example bigfoot in, in the 20s and 30s especially there were a lot of reports of people being abducted by a bigfoot type creature and one of the things they said was that they felt that it was abducting them because it intended to mate with them. Now, if you go over to Ireland or Norway and look at the fairy lore, one of the reasons that fairies abducted people, because that that was one of the main things they they were known to do. Even today, some people believe that fairies steal children out out of their cribs. And one of the main reasons in those areas that it was believed that fairies took people was because their race was dying out and they needed to interbreed with humans to continue to have a a, a stable population. Uh, Another example is the Loch Ness Monster is from Scotland. And one of Scotland's biggest and best known fairies is called the Kelpie. And 
the Kelpie is a, this dark colored shape shifting creature that lives on the side of roads and well, it doesn't live. It's kind of hangs out on the side of the roads. And when travelers pass, it tries to entice them into the lock below. And if it does, it eats them. And one of the main forms that the Kelpie takes is a horse. Because if you're a traveler in the middle of the night and you're walking on your own two feet, if you see a horse just standing there, you're going to try to grab it because obviously you're going to want to get there faster and it is in the middle of the night. So you don't want to keep walking in the middle of the night. So if you look at the Loch Ness Monster specifically, one of the main descriptions of the creature is that it's horse-like not just the Loch Ness Monster either you look at Bernard Huvelmans who is the father of cryptozoology if you look at his categories of sea serpents the water horse as he termed it was one of the main categories and in his book in the wake of sea serpents he had the water horse had the second highest number of sightings that he examined. So there's definitely this idea of a horse-like creature that, that's aquatic, that's been ingrained into our minds. So wh- whether it is an interdimensional fairy or just a, a weird-looking water creature, I'm not sure because – we haven't found it, and we haven't found enough evidence to support either or, but both are valid options and both are valid ideas that when you're looking into a field that is so weird and so ingrained with a variety of honestly impossible possibilities, you really do have to keep your mind open and look at everything, not just shut it and look at just one thing. You want to grab that one, Gene? Or do you yeah, want to- I just want to take it to a little bit of another step here. Okay. Do you think, and this is another issue, that when we see these creatures, we're seeing the creatures as they are, as we expect them to be, in accordance with our cultural conditioning? It's kind of a deep question. What's your perception? I'm not sure, because as a cryptozoologist, I inherently want to believe that these creatures that people are seeing are living animals that are just waiting to be discovered. So in that way, they're definitely what they look like. But if these things really are interdimensional, then it is plausible that they are seen as reality, our reality requires it, if you will. I'm going to use a comic book analogy. So Marvel Comics, really big right now, they, one of their biggest villains, his name is Galactus, and he's this, this giant cosmic being that eats worlds. And in the comics, he's depicted as this really kind of odd-looking humanoid that's really, really, really huge and has is garbed in this weird purple space-looking outfit with this really big purple helmet with all these long rods coming out of it and weird angles and whatever. He's really strange. But in the comics, they say that the only reason he looks like that is because humans – can't comprehend his actual form so they we, our minds twisted into that that weird 60s looking comic book character so that that's an idea that i've brought up when discussing interdimensional creatures before in my lectures and 
I, I get a lot of weird looks, but I, I think it's definitely an interesting thing because when you look at, I'm going to use the Loch Ness Monster again, there's a huge variety of descriptions, not just the plesiosaur type creature, but you also have giant fish or really, really weird looking big frogs that have been described, or as I mentioned before, the water horse. So there's a variety of descriptions. And that that could just be misidentifications of known things in a lake that is infamous for having a monster. That could just be a variety of unknown creatures in there, although I think that's fairly unlikely. Or it could be some, some interdimensional being or whatever that we just don't know how to comprehend whatever it looks like, so our brains fill in the gaps. Let me ask you something here. We're going to break in a moment. Is it fair as a researcher to prejudge anything? Because you're assuming there's at least an animal component involved in these cryptids. That's reaching a conclusion. And wouldn't it be better then to say something's going on? Let me try to figure out what it is. Then to decide. Gene, it's like, I, I, it's like I, I, the I argument. I to differ with you, Gene. I, I don't think he's doing that. I think he's keeping an open mind. And, and, and he said like two or three times that he's unwilling to really make a declarative statement about that. So I know, but he's kind of mouth. looking at that assumption, which is why I questioned it. Let's discuss this in more detail in our next segment with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live-underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional, off-the-grid mobile survival bug-out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com.
Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Homeowners have much more to worry about than just making their mortgage payment. Can you afford to repair or replace your air conditioning when it stops working this summer? Or worse, a major plumbing problem? With National Home, you can say goodbye to repair bills. If you own a home, you could stop paying for these costly repairs. Best of all, call now to get one month of repair coverage for free. Get total protection for your home's major appliances and systems so you have no more costly repair bills. Call 800-887-3022. That's 800-887-3022. Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So Chris and I were sort of disagreeing about what Colin Schneider was implying here. An acceptance of a basic reality here, although he says he has an open mind. So clarify that so I understand it completely. Would you accept at all the possibility that we're just misidentifying known animals or people are seeing things or something, that there's a very conventional explanation that doesn't include an unknown species or something paranormal. Well, Gene, it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. It, it, it has to go on a case-by-case basis. One person may be confabulating a misidentified um, creature uh, and thinking it's something else. Somebody else may be delusional, and yet somebody else may be actually viewing something that could be Freudian or paranormal. Right. I want his answer. Well, like uh, Chris said, it has to be a case-by-case basis. You can't just say Bigfoot is misidentifications of bears because then you get all the questions, well, this hunter has seen bears before. He knows what bears look like, so that doesn't quite fit. But then you also get this person that that said that, well, I saw it in my bedroom. Bears can't get into my bedroom because I've heard stories of people encountering Bigfoot in their uh, bedrooms. It's a little weird, but – they seemed like they were telling the truth. So I, I think that definitely has to be a case-by-case basis. And you you have to not just look at the 
report itself, but you have to look at the person that was reporting it and the conditions that it was in and what was going on around the area and the time it was in. Because a Bigfoot sighting from the 1800s might have uh, definitely has completely different connotations than a Bigfoot sighting from just last week. And so you, you can't just have this this overlying idea that you just say this is what it is when you say different connotations though can you clarify that because of the way we (laughs) see it or because of the sourcing it's definitely the sourcing i mean you're talking a bigfoot sighting from just last week you have this huge bigfoot image that has been inundated into our pop culture and everyone knows it, it, it even if they only know it from harry and the hendersons and the uh, slim jim commercials they know what bigfoot looks like or at least should look like according to pop culture but if you take a sighting from the 1800s the wild man sightings they weren't even called bigfoot they're called wild men or in the way later times that they were called gorillas. It it was a time where most of these people had never, ever seen another primate besides humans. And they're encountering something that is, is, if you look at the reports generally consistent with a lot of modern Bigfoot reports. So at least the backgrounds of the witness and their knowledge of what a, a hairy humanoid or a Bigfoot should look like is completely different. So, so the 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 influences that that would have on the sighting are in themselves different. But that, to me, would imply that it could be caused by the same thing. We just see it differently because of our cultural conditioning. And I don't disagree. And that's why you need to take that into account. What you also have to do is look at the sightings. Once you determine, in your opinion, if a sighting is reliable or not, and you make sure you explain why the sighting is reliable, then you can put it with other sightings that you have personally, individually determined as reliable. Once you do that, you can look at them, and even throughout the whole variety of times that they may have come from the 1800s, even the 1700s into today or the 60s or whatever, at least in my personal experience with research, I found that the descriptions are oddly consistent. Now, whether that's because the the idea of a wild man is kind of this image that's been ingrained in our minds and that's just something that we see on occasion, or if that's because it's just the, the idea of the wild man put onto a, a misidentification of a bear or whatever you're seeing, at least in my experience, it's oddly consistent. So that leads me to feel that there's at least something going on that deserves research. Now, I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I'm, I'm definitely trying not to, to put any of my opinions onto what I'm researching. But I, 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 I at least feel that there's something going on that deserves research, but we, we have no idea what it is. And people who, who say they do haven't quite looked at it enough. Now, what about family histories? Now, this is something I always question with regard to UFO cases, because we have organizations like MUFON that will collect the case report, the sighting as a separate thing, separate from the family or the individual. Do you look at the 
individuals or families who report this phenomena as a connection with family histories? Have they seen things throughout their lives? Well, when I get a report from a person that has reported it directly to me, I definitely make sure that comes up and I make sure I discuss that. Um, but the difficulty is when you're looking at historical accounts, you don't, you aren't able to talk to that witness. You aren't able to ask them that question. And although some records exist, most of them don't. So you're, you're unable to even really know anything about that person other than say the journal that they wrote the encounter in or, or, or the opinions of the person that they described it to. So it, it isn't terribly easy, at least in, in the position I am to look into that, but I definitely, it, it is something that should be looked at when you're getting a case from someone that is reporting it directly to you or that it has been forwarded to you, whatever you, if, if this person is alive and you're able to, communicate with them and interview them, then that definitely should be something that comes up and that should be looked into. Yeah, that, that should be part of your 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 list of questions. Um, does your family have a history of uh, encountering things that they can't explain, uh, for instance? And then if they say yes or no, then you can do your follow-up questions there. You know, before we get too far into, into uh, the subject matter, I'd like, to, I'd like to know a little bit more about Colin here. Um, <laughs> what does your family think about this? What do your parents think about this? I, I would assume that they're fairly supportive of, of your interest in these areas and your time expenditure. Um, what do your folks think about this? My dad is definitely supportive. He he grudgingly drives me around all around Ohio, Pennsylvania, and even went into West Virginia. <laughs> well, that's cool. To go to all the conferences, uh, I think I'm actually scheduled to speak at eight different conferences this year, and everywhere from dang, I'm jealous. <laughs> everywhere from uh, Midwest Virginia to the east end of Pennsylvania. So my dad definitely is very supportive, and actually, he was the one who gave me my first book on Bigfoot and the Loch Ness monster. That really made me that that kind of is. The reason that I sat and watched through the entire episode of uh, Monster Quest the first time I watched that. So my dad definitely helps. My grandmother is very proud of me. She Every time I get an article published, she grabs it before I even get to see it and carts it around to all of our neighbors and brags and whatnot. <laughs> so it, it, it's definitely a, it, it's a family thing. And, you know, I couldn't have done it without my my family's support. Uh, and, how about your friends? Do they think it's cool or are they looking at you and scratching their heads going, oh man, we don't know about this guy? So I attend a uh, science, technology, engineering, and math school. It's uh, very It's very academic and very difficult. And so all of my friends are very into science, very into, you know, engineering, whatever. So... When I initially started telling them about my interests, they kind of looked at me like I was crazy. But I've slowly got them convinced that I'm at least giving I'm at least doing a balanced examination of whatever. They they honestly don't think that Bigfoot's roaming around somewhere, but they do think that there's enough stuff going on that there it warrants some examination. So they're they're 
supportive for the most part. I actually have a couple of friends that listen into my show every once in a while because they're fantasy geeks and we talk a lot of folklore. So they, 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 they can get into that. All right. Um, you know, that, that brings up a bunch of questions. How much time we have, Gene? I have 20 seconds, Chris. Just say something fast. Well, we we got to take a break here, Colin, but when we come back, I want to uh, talk a little bit about methodology and some of the things that we need to think about when we put ourselves out there in the field. And uh, we'll talk about that when we get back. We have Colin Schneider, the Crypto Kid. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Gene and Chris in the Paracast, exploring a new generation of paranormal researchers featuring Colin Schneider, the Crypto Kid. Chris? We're starting to get into some of your own personal experiences going out into the field and investigating reports. I'm sure at your your, uh, young and tender age, you haven't had a chance to get out there and and do too many at at this point in time uh, compared to someone like myself or Stan Gordon, who, by the way, we just had on the show here a few shows ago, and Stan 
is um, like you, Stan, uh, when I got involved 25 years ago, Stan was one of those people that really I kind of modeled my approach after and uh, have extreme, I mean, just off the charts respect for. And um, he's been very instrumental and and a real hero for me as a 60-year-old guy who got involved in this uh, (laughs) in a late fairly late age compared to you, compared to uh, John Greenwald, let's say, back in the mid-90s. He was uh, 14, 15 when he got involved. I was 35. So we start to develop as we as we get more familiar with going out into the field. We start to develop um, kind of a methodology, sort of a bedside manner, as I call it. Looking at your experience up to this point, what do you feel are your strengths as an investigator, being as young as you are, and what are some of the the um, possible downsides, um, some of the stumbling blocks, the things that, that get in the way you know, because of, of your, your tender age uh, of, of 16? Uh, so what are the pluses of being that age, and what are the minuses of being that age going out into the field uh, in real time? Well, I think the biggest plus, honestly, is that I was published at 15, and I have been published, I think, 10 times since within a year. So, I mean, that looks really good on a uh, sending out to colleges. That looks really good. So that's definitely a big plus. But concerning the field, I think that one of the biggest pluses is that once you talk to researchers, once you kind of get this, this, this relationship between researcher and younger upcoming researcher it's this really great friendship almost and i work with people when i when i talk to just local researchers they're like you know him like like i'm not trying to brag but partially because of my age it's helped me um become friends with like nick redfern or ken gerhard or Stan Gordon and and really work with them and and hang out with them and they they help me in every way possible and it's definitely really really neat and I don't think that it would be as I, I don't know I don't think it would be there as much if I was a middle aged man getting into the field because I, I would already have this like life experience that would have helped me with the with research now I think one of the biggest downsides is definitely when i mention that i'm an active researcher in this field i get a lot of well aren't you too young or they they treat me like i've only watched a lot of mountain monsters and finding bigfoot and they just expect me to not know anything and that that's a little frustrating it's definitely an obstacle that i've had to overcome and i think a definitely other obstacle is it hasn't been terribly easy getting myself out into the field as a known researcher. I mean, I I go to lots of conferences, and I definitely became a face that a lot of people who go to them regularly recognize, but I wasn't seen as a researcher as much as just a young fan. So it, it was definitely challenging to do so. And what really helped me in that aspect was definitely working with Stan Gordon and Stan Whenever I go to a conference with him, if there was a person that I hadn't met, Stan would grab me and introduce me to them and have me share some of my research and whatever. So he definitely has helped with getting me looked at less as just a kid and and more as a researcher. But what also has definitely helped is Jonathan Downs. I'm not sure if either of you are familiar with who who he is. 
Oh yeah. He's a um, UK cryptozoologist. He runs the Center for Fortean Zoology, which is the biggest cryptozoological organization in the world. And I had heard of them. They were like this legendary group. And I thought that it was just a handful of people that were part of it, like almost the Knights of the Round Table, but for <laughs> <No>. cryptozoology. <laughs> They're bigger but, than that. <laughs> right. So, so once I started getting in the field, I, I learned that you, you can join. So I joined. And just like a month after I, I paid a couple bucks to be a member and get the newsletter or whatever, I get this email from – uh, John Downs, and I'm like, oh my god, because uh, he was another one of those talking heads that I saw on like every other episode of Monster Quest, and it always made me chuckle because he looked like Hagrid uh, from Harry Potter. And so I read his email, and he just wanted to say hello, introduce himself, and he was interested in um, working with younger cryptozoologists because he. Um, is is constantly working on the future of the group, and he he says that he's afraid that if something ever happens to him, there won't be anyone to pick the group back up. Right. Well. Um, well, it's the so, same in ufology. It's the same in in many fringe uh, investigatory and research type um, organizations, and and uh, especially in ufology, you go to a UFO conference. The average age is in the you know mid to upper sixties, <laughs> which is a little scary. Right, I always joke that uh, I'm outnumbered in the age field. <laughs> oh yeah, um, <laughs> but John has become this friend of mine. This this really great friend that we chat pretty much every day. Not not just about cryptids and whatnot, but just about life, the universe, and everything, um, and just just whatever. And He's he like Stan. He also really pushes me to do research, to to write more articles. Um, he was the person who gave me my first publication. Uh, my first publication was on the Ohio Dogman, and it was in the Animals and Men Journal for the for for uh, Center for uh, Fortean Zoology. So it, it he was that person that really gave me my first leg up. Uh, into the field and and being that an active well it took you seriously not as right. just a a kid that that, that may have a, a passing uh, you know sort of uh, fascination but but he took you seriously right and you know that that means the world to me from having that come from someone like Stan and someone like John that are internationally recognized at some, as some of the top researchers in not just cryptozoology, but the field of Fortean as, as a whole. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause both John and Stan, uh, they're, they're, they're interested in everything and they go out on all sorts of different cases. Uh, their particular fascination for Jonathan is, is crypt, crypto uh, reports, but, but both him and Stan are open for anything really. And and they have an incredible amount of experience investigating all all any number of things. Exactly. I mean, they. Well, in science, there's that saying: we we stand on the shoulders of giants, implying that the work that has been done in the past influences what we do, and we can build off of it. Well, in my case, I don't just stand on the shoulders of these giants. I work with these giants, and they're they're my friends, and they're helping me become a giant for the generation after me and the generation after them. So I, I can't – honestly, I can't thank them enough. And 
I, I can't express how incredibly lucky I am for the position that I'm in with the with the field and who I work with. Yeah. Well, um, again, we, we've got to go to break, but uh, when we come back, I want to talk about um, you, know, d- you drill down a little bit more on some of the problems that a, a teenager has and getting not, not only getting involved in the field, but actually going out into the field and uh, investigating uh, these cases in real time and uh, possibly putting yourself in harm's way, possibly putting yourself uh, to be an experiencer as opposed to a, an investigator coming in or a researcher coming in after the fact. So when we come back, we'll talk about those things. Well, there you go. They would call someone like Colin Schneider a precocious kid when I was really young. And it's really pleasing to see the progress he's made in understanding these mysteries and imagine what he'll accomplish in the next 10, 20, or 30 years. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Here's a shout out to Audible for supporting the Paracast. You know, for a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial, go to audible.com slash Paracast. You know, Audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and lots more. They even feature books from our paranormal corner of the universe, such as the one I'm listening to right now, Fact, Fiction, and Flying Saucers. You know, we had the authors on our show featuring Stan Friedman and Kathleen Marden. Once again, here's that special offer for listeners to the Paracast. Audible is offering a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial. It's easy to download and listen at home or while you're on the road, especially if you're stuck in traffic and need to just chill. You can also listen at the gym, wherever you have the time to give a listen. Just go to audible.com slash Paracast to sign up and get your free book. Audible.com slash Paracast. It's that easy. Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves, home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. Yesterday, I got a call from the IRS. They say I owe them over $16,000. I don't have that kind of money. Don't try to fight the IRS on your own. Use Coast One Financial Group and let them help you get a fresh start. If you owe at least $10,000 in back taxes, call now for a free and confidential tax debt analysis. Call Coast One now for a free consultation at 800-643-4661 now. 800-643-4661. That's 800-643-4661. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. 
Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So we're looking at a 16-year-old cryptozoologist, Colin Schneider, the crypto kid, with Gene and Chris on the Paracast. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, I have a question here uh, from uh, Harry Newton, who's in London, and uh, I'm sure is an avid follower of Jonathan Dow's. He says, Dear Gene and Chris, I was wondering about the age of Mr. Snyder. Whilst it might make me sound like an old curmudgeon, I'm willing to take that risk for a clean conscience anyway. <laughs> I love cryptozoology, but there is a definite dark side, according to some researchers, and things like gray aliens are considered by some to be cryptids. I think what I'm trying to say is that there are certain aspects of cryptozoology that are grotesque and disturbing in the extreme. Um, he uses the examples of abductions and uh, the mutilation phenomenon, which I think is is kind of a little – there's a loose affiliation there. And he says, I personally wouldn't be happy about talking about these aspects with someone who wasn't of age, which I, I gather to mean either 18 or 21. I'm not sure. So he says, to put that into a question, have you, Colin, had any words of caution or advice regarding the darker side of cryptozoology or the paranormal in general? And then he wants to know what sort of advice we would uh, give you, uh, Gene, and, Gene and myself. Well, in terms of advice, most of what I've just gotten from the people I work with and the people who have given me advice is just how to interview people without, you know, influencing what they're saying, how to cast a uh, track, you know, how how to do proper research, how to write an article, that type of stuff. Well, a lot of the people I work with, while they do investigate the weirder side or the interdimensional phenomenon connected to cryptids, in general, a lot of them don't necessarily think that it's it's like they don't think that the men in black are going to come to my house and shake everything down, then abduct me or anything like that. Concerning gray aliens and like abductions, even in the UFO field, when I, I, I've talked to UFO guys specifically about 
um, the fact that I'm just interested in it. I've never really gotten that. I, I think that he mentioned that he was from uh, London. So I, I think that at least in America, it's generally looked at a lot of the, the researchers haven't had experiences and they don't think they will. I mean, take Stan Gordon. He's been doing this for, I think, nearly 60 years and he's never seen a Bigfoot, never seen a UFO, never encountered anything. So it, this may just be my young arrogance speaking, but I don't think there's a lot of uh, you, you know danger from whatever I'm researching. Now, there is like poltergeist type phenomenon, things moving, uh, objects flying off the shelves. Those have been reported by other cryptozoologists, and there are some cryptozoologists who have reported men in black encounters, but nothing dangerous. And I, I'd even be willing to bet seventy percent of cryptozoologists are of the opinion that what they're researching is just animals. And and the use of the term cryptozoology and the use of the term cryptids implies that what they're researching is simply a uh, a, an undiscovered animal. So so they're more afraid of us than we are of them. Exactly. I mean, they're looked at as animals. They're they I mean, while you still get the the uh, occasional there's a um there, there's an interdimensional connection and people have mentioned that a lot of the researchers either don't think there is or uh, the interdimensional connection is just associated with the, the big ones, the the Bigfoots, the the Loch Ness monsters, the those type of creatures. But when you're looking at lesser known oddities or or just be it uh, more normal if you will oddities like the the possible continued existence of the thylacine the tasmanian tiger there 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 have been no interdimensional connections with that specific creature and i think that's really what cryptozoology has been always intended to be right just good point good point just the uh, examination and search for unknown animals and unfortunately while i do think that everything is a possibility and everything should be looked at i think that it has been kind of hijacked and thrown into this this place where where werewolves and and aliens are looked at as realistic cryptids and while i think that the dogman phenomenon is a definite possibility, and like I've said before, should be examined. I I I don't think that they're shape shifting humans. I think that if there is a dogman, and we're looking at it through the cryptozoological lens specifically, then it would be some kind of evolutionary oddity which led to bipedalism in canines, which. Is when you when you look at the fossil record completely unparalleled, and we've yeah, never that, seen that's that. That's a before. bit of a stretch, <laughs> but it has been suggested by researchers. And when you're looking at it from a specifically cryptozoological lens, that is something that should be examined. So I think that cryptozoology, like I've said, has been hijacked and thrown into these camps with other things. And when you're looking at the Bigfoot phenomenon, if you're looking at it from a cryptozoological perspective, that's the flesh and bones. But if you're looking at it from just a general Fordian perspective, then you get into the weirder things. Yeah. So it, 
it's well, kind well, of let me interrupt a little bit. Uh, you know, I think Lauren Coleman would be an example of the more conservative approach, flesh and blood animals, under, un, you know, as yet undefined, um, as as yet un, un, undiscovered undis- officially. And then at the other end of the spectrum, you have Nick Redfern, who is more of a Fordian, who really has more of a sense of someone that um, thinks that these things are, are more paranormal in nature. And and so, you know, looking at your list of of uh, of investigators and researchers that have befriended you and are helping you, I think you've you've done a good job in getting both ends of the spectrum, uh, you know, in a way to come up with um, with your own particular personal view on this. Yeah, um, I, I've I've definitely I definitely feel that I've done that. I mean, I have several hundred books on the subject and everything from Carl Schuker discussing the poss- the idea that dinosaurs have survived into modern day to chad arment he's a less little lesser known researcher but he looks at cryptozoology as a methodology for um exploration of science and i've been reading one of his books which is absolutely excellent called cryptozoology science and speculation and he at least from that book's perspective he's very against the idea of the paranormal aspects but he does hint at the idea that it could, it could find a place in other fields, just not in the cryptozoological one. No. Because, I, I mean, when you're saying you're a Fordian researcher, that doesn't mean that you're just a ghost guy or you're just someone else. It, it, it's a variety. Right. We've got a wide variety of things to bring up with our guest, Colin Schneider. Joining Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP hardened generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP hardened solar generator energy insurance. For your family or business, call Portable Solar LLC today. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. 
Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Warning. If you've recently declared bankruptcy, you're going to want to cover your ears. Because there's an alternative to bankruptcy, and it could be better than you'd ever think possible. But if you've already declared bankruptcy and have missed this opportunity, you'll want to cover your ears now. Here it is. Right now, the company that has resolved more credit card debt than anyone in the U.S. may be able to settle your debt, too. You could resolve your debt with one low monthly program payment. If you call right now and qualify, Freedom Debt Relief will show you how low your monthly program payment could be for free. Call now, 1-800-660-1297. That's 1-800-660-1297. If you're struggling with debt, this could be your answer. And the bigger your debt, the more money you could save. To find out for free how much of your hard-earned money Freedom Debt Relief could help you save, call now, 1-800-660-1297. Think about this. Your community's aging water infrastructure systems are very likely to be contaminated with heavy metals like lead, disinfection chemicals like ammonia, chlorine, and chloramines, and pharmaceuticals like statins, pain meds, and antidepressants. And no, water treatment plants are not equipped to filter these pharmaceutical toxins out. Protect your family's water supply with a trusted Big Berkey water filter. New NSF EPA certified lab tests show Big Berkey water filters remove chloramines, pharmaceuticals, BPA, pesticides, bacteria, and viruses, all forms of fluoride, and much more. Big Berkey water filters are the original and most trusted on the market, the gold standard in water purification, and our filters last for years at less than two cents per gallon. Big Berkey, the one powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get your Big Berkey today. Call 1-877-99-BERKEY or click BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey water filters for the love of clean water. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayley Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Before Chris goes on, I want to ask a brief question here. Colin, you've been talking a lot about your interaction with adult researchers and how a teenager can manage to do field research. What about your fellow travelers at school? Do you have any friends, peers who are also interested in these studies? Well, last year, my freshman year of high school, I tried to start a paranormal club. I had about 15 kids show up the first day, which is really good because we only have about 400 kids in the school. They all kind of sat there and all they want, all they thought the thing would be was sitting there watching like ghost hunters. And I, I wanted to do like, the main thing I wanted to do for like the first meeting was set up a little survey that we could send out to the school and see what people's opinions on the subject were because because statistics are very interesting to me. And no one was interested in doing that. So the next meeting, I had five people attending. And the only reason those five people attended was because I said cookies would be present. So there's not a lot of interest in it. Because my school is unique, it's it's a science school, there's also a lot of kids who kind of go, 
well, that's weird, but good for you. And and then there's a lot of kids that say, hmm, I don't think that I agree with what he says, but he's been published and I haven't. So this high school is unlike most high schools. So they, they definitely listen to me a lot more. And, and I have had kids at lunch come up to me and just ask me, Frank, why I believe in Bigfoot. And I explain to them, I don't believe in Bigfoot. I, I think that there's a possibility in it should be looked at i feel like i've said that quite a bit on this but i don't get just people making fun i either get utter indifference or people intrigued but not sure where they stand is there a way for you in the city in which you live to reach a wider selection of people your age no uh, i live in the middle of cow country all of my neighbors are uh, farmers so there, there's really no way for me to uh, reach a bigger audience, unfortunately. I have been working with John Downs to set up a youth group within the cryptozo- within uh, Center for Fortean Zoology. That has been really difficult because there are only, I, as far as I know, there are only two teenagers in the group, myself and a person that... Um, I know who's also in Ohio and we've worked together before and we're good friends named Tyler Hauk. And we're the only two kids in, in that group specifically. Um, every time I go to conferences, I always keep my eye out for teenagers. I rarely see us, but every time I do, I go up to them, try to talk, try to get this, this discussion going. And if I feel like they're actually interested in being a researcher, as opposed to they're, they were just intrigued and had nothing to do on a saturday or they just love ghost hunters and, and wanted to see what was going on at the the conference i hand them my card i tell them to keep in touch and sometimes they do sometimes they don't it's uh closer to 30 percent they do the uh, 70 percent they don't and i i think it's honestly just because of our age i mean if you were a teenager and you had another teenager just randomly go up to you and say, hey, I'm also interested in the paranormal. Would you want to talk to me and hang out? I don't know how I personally would would deal with that type of approach, but I, I keep trying. This, of course, is apropos of nothing because it's the 1960s. <laughs> and what we did then, we actually had a newsstand magazine called Flying Saucers, edited and published by a guy named Ray Palmer. And a lot of we young UFO people read this magazine, which had a section called UFO Club News. We post there, and we get letters from people across the country. They used actual snail mail in those days. (laughs) And over time, I actually met people around the country, fellow travelers. And I guess today, you'd have to go on Facebook or Twitter to try to catch up a conversation. Maybe not so much with local people, which might be difficult, but look at people on a national or global level. Have you done that? I've tried. I mean, there's a kid in Australia that I've um, emailed before. Uh, he's he's gotten back to me. We, we haven't been able to keep up a uh, constant discussion or interaction but the problem is today because we're so connected everyone's worried about the creeps on like facebook contacting kids and whatever so it's really difficult to get a response when you say hey i'm a kid i'm interested in the same thing you are let's talk because people 
automatically, rightly so, assume that you're just a creep. So it, it, it is really difficult. And the way I look at it is because we're so connected with the world, it's actually harder for teenagers to get connected if they're interested in the same thing. Well, wow, that's that's a really good insight, Tom. That leads to another question. I mean, what can we do as adults who are involved in the field and and me, uh, who is involved with a lot of production companies that produce programming um, that we see on TV? What can we as adults and producers of programming do to interest and and stimulate your generation to get more involved? Because if we don't, this whole subject matter is going to die on the vine. Right. Well, honestly, I think that the biggest thing, because I, I don't watch a lot of uh, television. I honestly don't have a, have a lot of time. But I think, honestly, from my experience going to the conferences and talking to people, I think that the field as a whole should really stop treating kids as idiots and and treating treating teenagers as, as just people as just kids who watch a lot of the the whatever show that happens to be related to the subject matter. Well, present company excluded. I mean, we're having you on the show. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I and and the people I work with excluded as well. But I think a lot of local groups, especially uh, groups that are just in their state or just in their. Um, county and they haven't had as much exposure as the bigger guys they have a harder time listening to kids and 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 treating them as as equal researchers or 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 treating them as young researchers and the what i've noticed is that actually the the bigger you are nick redfern is huge lauren coleman uh john downs all of those guys they're they're huge the the bigger you are the the easier you're actually the easier they're actually uh, approachable, the, the more they're approachable because they know what it's like being a beginner in the field and they know what it's what it what it's like to look up to people because Lauren Coleman looked up to Ivan T. Sanderson and and Bernard Hoovermans and he sent letters back and forth when he was about my age and they treated him equally then and and they treated him as a researcher then. And so I, I think that it's something that people that that the big guys already do, and the smaller guys, for whatever reason, they they don't. They they are a bit more, you know. I am a Bigfoot researcher, and you're just a kid who's seen a bunch of Bigfoot shows. Well, you want to you want to know a little secret? The big name researchers that you've uh, you've talked about still have a grasp and a connection to that that early inspiration as a teenager as a kid that compelled them to become the quality researcher that they are today they've never lost track of that and it's that connection to that 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 young that young energy uh, that is so important in this field and that's why the people that you've described all have that connection, and, and me included. I, I still have that connection to that that real young, just wide-eyed wonder of, wow, wouldn't this be cool if we could figure this out, you know? I mean, you've got to have that. And a lot of the – I think a lot of your local regional groups, um, it's more of a social thing. 
It's more of they get yeah. they get together and it's kind of their social life because they really don't have lives. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> well, they say and, that uh, about me. But we know you don't have a life, Gene. Oh, <laughs> let me start the ways with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. cell phones against our heads every day. But now, a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com. 
and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Are you drowning in debt? Are you struggling to make minimum payments? If this sounds like you, know that it's not your fault. Credit card debt happens to good people. We've helped thousands of good people just like you become debt-free with our Debt Reset Program. Our Debt Reset Program is customized to get you debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months with one low monthly payment. You don't pay a dime until we succeed. Call now to see how we can work for you. 800-912-6177. That's 800-912-6177. Again, 800-912-6177. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I was thinking of something really dumb here, and Chris is going to agree it's dumb, and that is if they're going to be reality shows on there for ghost hunters, cryptozoologists, UFO hunters, why not a young person's reality show? Someone should come up with that. I think that's a great idea. Well, you and I oh, can produce I'd, I'd it. I'd love to do it. Where can I sign up? Cool. <laughs> well, uh, how about if I put together a, uh, you know, a proposal, you know, kind of a, uh, a pitch, and would you be interested in doing something like that? Yeah, I definitely would because I, I think it's uh, – honestly, I think it's important to have a young face associated with the field because if you look at – let me use Monster Quest again. Well, if you look at mo- episodes of Monster Quest because you know that's the show I've seen the most, I'd be willing to bet 9 out of 10 people that have been on there are in in their the middle age to slightly older and most of them have beards almost all of them have hats like like fedoras or something and there's less of a uh, young face it, it just seems like a gentleman's club if you just watch the the shows like monster quest i understand 16 it's hard to do a beard maybe when you're 22 <laughs> or something and the hair is starting to grow on the face whatever it is grow the beard <laughs> just saying yeah well when I was entering high school, <laughs> my dad said, you have to shave your mustache because I had a very faint mustache and I was very proud of it. I said, okay, this was right before summer started. I said, okay, if I can grow a beard by the end of summer, will you let me keep it? And he laughed and said, fine, and I never grew any more facial hair. <laughs> so I may not have a beard, but I definitely have hats. I, I collect hats and I think it's fun and i think it's definitely part of cryptozoology's image but i also i also think that it's important to have younger people because ghost hunters has been doing that quite a bit they they did the ghost hunters academy show which was kind of cool they brought a bunch of uh 20 somethings um and they trained them how to be ghost hunters and then they went on investigations and each each episode they lost someone because they they did poorly or whatever, but it was it was it was cool because it was it was like you were seeing the next generation of researchers doing something. So so it kind of built this confidence that wow maybe they eventually will find answers. But cryptozoology is still very much this this gentleman's club. It's it's like the explorers clubs from the fifties uh, and sixties. The the British men who have hiked up Mount Everest 20-some times. They all stand around with their, their pipes and tweed jackets discussing their adventures. And that, that's 
from a younger kid's perspective who once was an outsider. That's kind of how it seemed. And I hate that because that's not at all what it is. It's just a bunch of people who, who love the idea of monsters and want that to be possible. Maybe they should be also setting up booths at Comic-Cons and such. You're reaching hundreds of thousands of kids who are already into monsters and such in terms of fiction. And there have got to be a lot of those who, if they had this opportunity, might be interested as well. Well, they do occasionally. I mean, Lauren Coleman does quite a few comic conventions. But the danger of doing that is then you get all uh, lots of people who, you know, just still treat it as as a fictional thing. And and if you're just sitting there looking like a cryptozoologist with, let's say, two books, one about Bigfoot and one about lake monsters, I would be willing to bet a good percentage of the people would just assume they're fiction books because the only nonfiction you see at comic conventions is like analyses of pop culture or whatever, like discussing why the pop culture is influential. So it's a possibility and it's an idea, but I, I, I don't know how helpful that would be. I, I think that the easiest way to reach people is definitely still television because everybody watches TV all the time. And I know a lot of kids who say, well, I don't believe in the paranormal, but I watch ghost hunters a lot because I find it funny. So even if they don't believe it, or even if they don't think it's possible, you're still reaching a wider audience and lots of kids. Well, well, don't forget, Colin, every TV show is there because they think that people will watch it. So they can attract advertisers and sell advertising. So everything that you see on TV is entertainment. You know, all the way through all your news programs, uh, really, um, now in this day and age. It didn't used to be that way, but but in this day and age, anything that comes across that TV is viewed by the producers as entertainment. And it's just gaps between commercials, uh, which are the real focus of uh, broadcasting. What oh, makes I it worse, by the way, is they regard news, Colin, the same way. Right. I think that's definitely true. But if you look at the two top things when you ask cryptozoologists what got them interested, I can, I can guarantee almost all of them will either say they, were, they first read On the Track of Unknown Animals by Bernard Huvelmans and were astonished, or – and that's definitely the the first or or second generation of cryptozoologists. Or they would say they watched um, on the track. Uh, um, they they watched um, in search of with Leonard Nimoy, and that got them interested. So television definitely has this huge influence on people. And even if it it's it's mostly fabricated, or even if it's completely for the the commercials which is completely true it still has this effect and this influence and at least personally for me w- without that show that most people m- most kids my age had never heard of monster quest I- if not for that show i don't think i'd be here talking to you guys right now i don't think i'd have anything published i don't think i'd even heard i i would have even heard of any cryptids other than like Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster, maybe the the, the Yeti too. So e- even even if it's it's nothing but entertainment, you still have that even one percent of the audience that says, "Hmm, I wonder if that's true," and then looks into it. 
you, you have the next generation of researchers. Yeah, well, I, I think it's a good idea uh, that uh, I would like to talk to you um, after the show uh, a little bit about possibly exploring um, the potential for a, um, you know, a pitch for a show idea um, that involves younger researchers like yourself. And, and, and they're out there. You're, you're not the only one. There's a lot of kids out there that have an interest, but they don't know where to go and they don't know how uh, they don't have as much inspiration and nerve as you do to uh, to to actually you know, contact Lauren Coleman to, to visit uh, the museum in Maine, uh, to contact Nick Redfern or, or Jonathan Downs. So we'll talk about that later. I'm, I'm going to kind of move on here. We've got a bunch of questions um, that um, our listeners are able to post questions at forum.theparacast.com, where um, our questions are, are, are printed out for us to, to go ahead and ask our guests. And Eric the Red who I met in Minnesota. Um, he, he attended the uh, Paradigm Symposium uh, back in 20, I think, 14. And uh, um, very, very astute guy. Um, it doesn't doesn't pose very often, but he asks really good questions. And this is one that I think that you're going to have to deal with um, all throughout your career. And that is, you know, what do you say to the Bigfoot skeptics who say things like, why don't we have good, unambiguous videos and photos of them? Where are the bodies and the remains? And he says people are, are thinking that they're either hoaxing or misidentifying bears or men in camouflage suits, you know, ghillie suits, that sort of thing. What do you say to people that, that just dismiss the entire thing with those types of explanations? Well, the, the first thing I, I say is I make sure they understand that I don't wholeheartedly believe in Bigfoot. Um, the only thing that I believe in is I believe that there's a possibility of Bigfoot and I, I believe that whatever is going on should be looked into. And after that, I, I'd start addressing some things that they're, they're skeptical of the, the difficulty with getting a video or a picture of them. Well, think about most Bigfoot encounters. They happen, they're fleeting. They're, they're maybe 10 seconds long. That, that's not enough time if you're seeing something that's just out of this world weird for your brain to register, to, to pull out your phone and snap a picture. B- but even then, I, most of them are in the middle of the woods. And I know a lot of hikers who don't bring their smartphones when they're going out into the woods because they don't want them lost. They don't want them damaged. Let's go into more of this in a moment. Alan Schneider and Gene and Chris, you're in. The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com, 
What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. You've heard the phrase, you are what you eat? Not true. Actually, you are what you can absorb. So if the vitamins and supplements you now take are not being absorbed, what good are they? Introducing Protovite, proprietary liquid system that allows premium quality nutrients to positively affect the blood in an astonishing five minutes. Watch our amazing two-minute live blood cell video at TrueHealthFacts.com. That's TrueHealthFacts.com. Then call 502-410-3411. Protovite is nutrition you can feel. Protovite is nutrition that gets in. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Well, I think also that's the problem with UFOs. You see a UFO and you scramble to find your iPhone or your Samsung and you try to capture a picture. But the circumstances aren't always good to get a decent snapshot right by the time you focus on the creature it might be gone by the time you focus on the ufo it's just a light in the sky it's nothing that you could really categorize as anything else right the optics and the lenses aren't really of the kind of quality that you need to be able to focus on something you know you got to be able to zoom uh effectively cell phones really are not that good for capturing photographic evidence of events I think 90% of the time there's, you know, the, the perfect conditions do exist. Occasionally you'll see a uh, fairly decent cell phone photographs of aerial objects. Mostly is it a shadow? Is it a tree stump? Or, you know, very rarely do people like photograph the exact same thing when the, when the creature's gone, they don't, they don't have the knowledge to, 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 to show the difference with the creature there and then stay in the same place. And when it's gone, take another picture and show that, that the scene is not that way all the time. In other words, uh, supply context, um, which is something that I, I constantly am trying to get people to do It's like, you know, don't just take one picture or two pictures of what it is that you think is weird. Take pictures afterwards, you know, really show how that there's one condition here in these in these shots and then this is this is how the the scene is normally in these shots supplying context is really important that's why a light in the sky doesn't mean anything unless you have something in the foreground to uh have to supply context you have to take a picture uh you know after the fact so that people know what the scene looks like without the anomaly in it and that's why photographs of a light in the sky don't mean anything unless you have something in the foreground. It's 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 pretty simple, but people just aren't educated enough 
the average person doesn't know how to properly document an anomalous event and supply context. Well, the other thing and, is and, also and, like, is that your smartphone is really best equipped for a casual snapshot. It's not something or something you prepare for. I mean, you see them doing TV commercials with an iPhone, but they prepared, they spend time testing and retesting. For a commercial, they carefully set up the shot. They may run a number of test shots before they find what they want. They even use them for movies, but once again, they've got to do a lot of preparation. They're going to have retakes. They're going to have that sort of thing. It's not just going to be a once-in-a-lifetime event, even if it seems that way in the picture. But capturing something unexpected is going to throw anyone off, even a professional photographer. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. Now, concerning these skeletons... I get that question probably more than anything else concerning, well, Bigfoot, why, why, why don't we see this? Why don't we see that? And the answer I always say is I, I was a Boy Scout for quite a long time. And for b- between the time I was six until the time I was 12, for a solid six years, I was out in the woods, deep woods, for for pretty much every other weekend, the entire weekend. And in that time, I only ever found two deer skeletons. Now, I live in Ohio. I see deer everywhere. I mean, I can, any given time at any night, I can look out my window and I'll I'll probably see a deer. There's deer everywhere. But I only ever found two deer skeletons because... Even though it, it does take several days for decomposition of just the skin and the muscles, it it um, really is when you're out in the woods and something drops dead. There are are other factors besides just the decomposition. You have the scavengers, and they will grab bones for the marrow, and then. D- depending on the soil or the rainfall, the bones will degrade faster. The bones, the bones will scatter incredibly quickly because animals will grab them. The, the wind will knock them over. Something comes by and and moves moves them. The 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 ground shifts or whatever. If it was on a hill, so there are a lot of factors that move bones. And even animals that are everywhere all the time, you rarely see their skeleton. Sometimes you'll see a complete corpse if the animal had just died but that's almost as rare as the uh bones themselves except for an- animals that get eaten like squirrels or whatever i've i've seen several squirrels that have been torn apart by coyotes but even then it's not as common so if you're talking about an animal that there's probably only maybe maybe in the entire continent 2500 because that's the best estimate that I've ever seen that when you're when you're concerning yourself with an animal that 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 it is that rare then you might never find bones it's not impossible and then if you're talking an intelligent humanoid primate that looking at our own past and then other hominids in the past 
at the stage that from what we can safely assume from extended encounters from albert ostman who is abducted by the creatures or whatnot these these animals if they exist might actually have burial rituals as well which would make the the bodies even even harder to find you know what i tell people when they ask me that or when they point that out i say when was the last time you saw a picture of a skeleton of a bear or a mountain lion or a wolverine exactly they're extremely rare i mean these animals are much more numerous uh, i would think than a bigfoot population and yet you rarely see if ever the skeleton of a, a top level uh, you know top shelf predator they're just not out there so it's i mean it, it makes sense that, that that we don't have bigfoot uh, and if they like you say if they are intelligent then th- there may be some sort of rudimentary burials um, or hiding um, the remains of animals. Elephants, for instance, don't die in place very often. They they tend to go off to to areas, uh, elephant graveyard type areas, for instance. Um, when we come back, though, I, I do have some other questions. We we got to take a break here. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, and uh, keep fielding you some questions. So I, I'm going to hand it over to Gene so he can. Uh, uh, talk about uh, the Paracast Plus and a couple of other things that we need to pass along to our listeners. The Paracast Plus, by the way, is the best way to support this show. We provide something special, extra. After the Paracast, it's a podcast that is a little bit of everything. Stream of consciousness, color commentary, after the show talk, before the show talk. Special guests' interviews. For example, one week we had Nick Pope on, and we remember him, of course, working with the Ministry of Defense in the UK. And I had a conversation with him on conspiracy theories, where he takes kind of a more conventional point of view, where what we might regard as a conspiracy, he regards as settled, if you get the point. Exclusive for subscribers of the Paracast Plus. We also give away free books, ebooks, and print books. If you want to learn more, go to plus.theparacast.com. That's P L U S dot theparacast.com. We also offer cheap rates starting at $1.49 a week. That's about the same price as a small coffee from the Circle K, about half what you pay for Starbucks, I think. I've lost track. I don't really buy from Starbucks anymore, so I have no idea what they charge. That might be like a third of what Starbucks charges to get Paracast Plus. It's cheap. Colin Schneider is the crypto kid. Chris O'Brien and Gene Steinberg are holding forth here. You're in the Paracast. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. 
It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-314-7417. 800-314-7417. That's 800-314-7417. Be prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go? Get it now or enter to win a complete Shelter Pod system at shelterpod.com. The Shelter Pod at shelterpod.com. Shelter when you need it most. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-765-9681 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-765-9681. Again, that's 800-765-9681. Are you retired or facing retirement and you're afraid your income is going to be less than you'd like? I'm Pharmacist Keith, Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and I want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business, working around your current schedule, creating extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Chris, we've really had some 
smart questions here from our audience at forum.thepowercast.com of Colin Schneider. Any more that you could dredge up? Yeah, uh, we do have a bunch. Um, again, this one uh, is from Eric the Red, and he's uh, one of our listeners uh, from uh, Minnesota, and he's wondering, Colin, if you've had, have you had conversations with people who have claimed to see Bigfoot themselves? And if so, could you describe some of the details of these encounters? Yes. Well, one of my uh, one of my family's close friends, he's a hunter, a very avid hunter. He goes out pretty much every weekend hunting various things and he described to me oh about a year ago when he found out that i was interested in this stuff he goes uh, when, when i told him just off top of my head because he asked what we did the weekend before we had a we were at a crypto conference and he goes okay come here i'm gonna tell you something i've never told anyone even my wife and he proceeded to tell me, and I've gotten permission from him to give out a story, just not his name. He proceeded to tell me about a morning, he thinks it was in 2010, in the fall, where he was sitting in a ditch in a ghillie suit. It was five-ish in the morning. The sun was barely coming up. It was it was gray that's how he described the the look of everything. He said that he was sitting in the alcove in the ground in his ghillie suit, and he heard this crashing come from a bunch of thistles, a whole bunch of uh, thistle bushes. That's what I was trying to say. That is a tongue twister of a name. I have to talk to the person who <laughs> named those bushes. And he said that he heard this loud, terrible, crashing, cracking sound. And he turned to look. It was far enough away that he didn't really get to see it good. And the conditions weren't very, very sustainable for a good look. But he said that it was taller than he is. He's about six foot. So he thinks it was closer to seven, maybe seven and a half feet tall. And he said that it was dark. It was humanoid. And he said that it was stomping as it walked. That's how he described just this very, very like exaggerated stomp of a walk. He said that its arms were swinging along. He was kind of astonished because at first he thought it was a, a, another hunter. And this was his property. He owned the property specifically for hunting. It was several acres in, in the area. And he said that the the place it came from was essentially just this this flooded part of the property that was basically nothing but swamp type land and thistle bushes. So he he said even him knowing the the ground would have had a, an incredibly hard time walking through it. And he said it was walking like it was nothing but a walk to work on the sidewalk. And he wanted to to shout out, hey, you, because he thought, it, like I said, he thought it originally was another hunter on his property. But he didn't because right around the time he was about to, he said that it turned, looked right at him, and he, he claimed that he was 100% positive that it saw him. Although he was in his ghillie suit, camouflaged, and it was still 
dark enough that he would have been well hidden from a from a person at the time. And he said that it that sidestepped behind a tree and for about 30 seconds, every couple seconds, it would look out of the tree just kind of like you see in the movies if if like the scooby-doo gang is is looking out over a corner and you just see all their heads that's that's what he said it was doing it was leaning over be from out out from on out from behind the tree looking at him and then putting its head back behind the tree and he said that it did that for close to 30 seconds and then it just turned around and walked back into the the thistles wow so so where where exactly did this take place i I didn't uh, catch the details of the location it was a property he owned he doesn't own it anymore unfortunately he sold it off but it's in ashland ohio which on the map is northeastern ohio ish area Uh uh-huh so it was the property he owned, it didn't have any buildings. He he owned it specifically for hunting. It was basically just a big forest with uh, like a weird swampy area in the middle. Yeah, that's kind of a forgotten area of, of Ohio. You don't really hear much about about stuff going on up there, and and it is fairly remote. Uh, uh, there are areas there along the uh, the Pennsylvania border that that um, are, are you know virtually you know really unvisited for the most part by people um let's look at some of the cases that that you feel best represent uh potential evidence for the existence of these creatures um what are your favorite cases uh from history where do you come down on the on the gimlin patterson film for instance well honestly when i first started getting into this stuff with uh monster quest and whatnot i had never seen it I somehow had been able to avoid the Patterson-Gimlin film episode of Monster Quest. Not quite sure how, but it, it just was never on when I was watching the show. And I mentioned to a teacher, I asked my science teacher, I think in fourth grade, what she thought of Bigfoot. And she said, oh, you mean that that crazy man in the monkey suit that was filmed in the 60s in uh, – California? I said, I've never heard of that. And she showed me the video, and I kind of stood there looking at it for a second, and immediately my my first idea was, yeah, this is a guy in a monkey suit, because my teacher <laughs> yeah, said that. Yeah, but it's a that. female Bigfoot, hold on. <laughs> right, right. And, and it interested me, because it didn't quite look like a person in a monkey suit, just, just me just watching it for the first time. So, I looked it up, and I watched it a couple more times, and I stumbled upon an article that Jeff Meldrum had put up about the the film, and it really interested me because I kind of felt like, wow, this is – out of everything that, that is there, this is – while it's not proof and, and – from a skeptical look, it's not even really good evidence, but it's really convincing. I don't know. There's just something about it that that just convinced me. Um, and looking at it with a, a more skeptical eye, I'm not sure if it's if it was uh, hoaxed or not. I think I lean more towards it wasn't. But if it, even if it was, 
I can absolutely guarantee that Bob Gimlin had nothing to do with it because I've watched a lot of interviews with him and I'm going to meet him actually in a couple of weeks at the uh, Ohio Bigfoot conference. And I feel like he's honestly the most believable person and the most genuine person that you can find. We've got more to come with Colin Schneider and Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. Being self-reliant is about being prepared and to do what you need to have your own source of renewable energy. Portable Solar LLC offers the most powerful EMP-hardened solar system on the market that is transportable from place to place. And the best part, it's very affordable. Contact them at PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875. SolArc EMP-hardened solar generator. Energy insurance for your family or business. Call Portable Solar LLC today or go to Portable Solar LLC.com to check out their patent pending technology. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-765-9681 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-765-9681. Again, that's 800-765-9681. Hi, John here again. After another month of being on several supplements from Synergistic Nutrition, including Synergy One, the Andreas Black Cumin Seed Oil, and other supplements, I've lost another 10 pounds for a total of 20 pounds. My belt size has been reduced by one and three quarter inches. My knees don't ache as much anymore, and I'm walking my dogs twice as long as I did a month ago. I sleep very well and have a lot more energy. I noticed that when I cut myself accidentally, that I was bleeding much more profusely and that the blood was bright red. Previously, I didn't bleed much at all. It was dark red in color. So I know this protocol is working to keep my blood healthy. Additionally, I now have the energy to do calisthenics several times a week in addition to the extra walking. My hunger has been reduced a lot. I take two shakes a day, one with each meal. Call Synergistic Nutrition at 888-988-3325 or visit sacredseedoils.com. That's sacredseedoils.com.
Hey, diabetics, yeah, you. Got a spare hour to waste going to the pharmacy to get your insulin or other meds and supplies every month? I didn't think so. Me either. I've got life going on, which is why I use PillPack. PillPack is an amazing online pharmacy. They package up all my diabetic meds and testing supplies into daily doses and send it to me every month, automatically. All I do is pay my normal copay. PillPack does the rest. I'm serious. This is a free service. They don't even charge for shipping. PillPack handles all the medical insurance stuff and even get what my doctors for my other prescriptions so I don't have to, which is good because that's the stuff I forget. But PillPack remembers everything. They even package up my daily vitamins so I remember to take them too. If you're diabetic, your meds and supplies are life and death, which means you need PillPack. Call right now for this free service. You may even qualify for $25 in free vitamins. 800-560-7310. That's 800-560-7310. Again, 800-560-7310. Hey, this is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have Colin Schneider joining us on the Paracast. He's the Crypto Kid. And just a quick question before we get back to the case histories and more questions from our listeners from forum.theparacast.com. Question is, what is on your agenda for the rest of your life here? You've got this thing going now. Do you plan to turn this into some kind of occupation? What's your college plan? Oof, that's, I don't know if that's a quick question. It could be a long answer. It doesn't matter. I mean, he just got into <laughs> high school. Give him a break, man. <laughs> you got to start thinking about it. Well, if at all possible, I want to keep doing this for the rest of my life. I mean, like I I said, I was walking out of the International Cryptozoology Museum, and I thought to myself, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And honestly, I think that when I go to college, I want to get a degree in zoology, maybe anthropology uh, or folklore. But definitely zoology and and with a minor in one of the others. And I'm not sure if I want to go on and be a a zoologist or a zookeeper. Or another thing that I have kind of been interested in is uh, being a teacher. Maybe a uh, high school science teacher, specifically biology, of course. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm interested in doing a lot of things. And... But one of my focuses is making sure that whatever I choose to do, it's something that I that would allow me to keep doing this stuff, at least as a uh, part-time, non-paying job, if you will. Well, that's that's good. I mean, you always have to keep your future plans kind of in in mind, and you you have to set goals and uh, set benchmarks to to obviously to accomplish your goals. I'm going to get back to our other question, which was uh, your favorite um, cases and um, possible evidence to support the existence of, of cryptozoological creatures. One that's always really interested me was the November 1951 Eric Shipton expedition in the Himalayas, uh, where purportedly he photographed what I consider to be one of the tra- fa- finest trackways ever photographed of purported Yeti or Bigfoot tracks. Uh, where do you come down on that that particular um, physical evidence or, or visual evidence? And then 
What are some of your other cases that you really think um, support the existence of these creatures? Well, I'm kind of on the fence about the Eric Shipton case because when you look at tracks in the snow in general, there, there's a lot of stuff that can affect it more so than if it's in mud or even sand. Because if you're if you consider animals in snow, small mammals especially, they don't just run on the snow because some oftentimes it's too deep. So what they do is they make these hops back and forth so they can get where they're going. And then what happens is as the day goes by, the snow melts slightly and then overnight it freezes and it and it goes back and forth and that makes this this weird looking shape and it definitely the Eric the Eric Shipton tracks definitely maybe an unknown hominid but in my opinion at least it's equally plausible that it's just an animal or even just a, a another human being's foot tr- footprints that over time had been morphed through uh, the sun melting the snow and then it changing because that actually can happen over the course of, I think, a day, day and a half, maybe two. Yeah, not even at that altitude. Those are pretty pristine, though. If you look at them carefully, there's very little uh, uh, degradation of the actual outlines of the tracks, but well, okay, let's uh, shift in the side. Let's, uh, let's continue on. What are some of the better uh, cases in your, your estimation? Honestly, Bigfoot wise. Um, Honestly. Think, <laughs> <laughs> <Lie> to um, <me. laughs> my, my, uh, my favorite case concerning Bigfoot evidence has to be the uh, cripple foot tracks in uh, Bosberg, Washington. Yeah, good good one. They and it's not just because they showed a foot injury that's actually consistent with what Jeff Meldrum specifically uh thinks that the bone structure and the anatomy of the foot looks like uh, according to his study of the tracks, but also just because I am interested in anatomy in general and if Bigfoot is real and if he is pro- if it is proven to be real, those will be some of the most fascinating pieces of uh, an anatomical anatomical an- uh, anomalies ever. It- it's just it's such an interesting looking foot and it's such an interesting looking track that. I don't know. It's 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 personally my my favorite piece of Bigfoot evidence. Now concerning some other cryptids, uh, the Loch Ness monster. There was a sighting in the 30s. I think it was 1935, where there was this motorcyclist, not the one that everyone knows. This is a lesser known one. There's another motorcyclist driving on a road by Loch Ness, and who. He, he said that as he was driving, he saw this large camel-like creature covered in gray hair that was patchy. And he said that its skin looked like a seal's, and it had a giraffe-like neck and a dog-like face. And it's that's been associated with the Loch Ness Monster ever since. I'm not sure how I f- how, how 
how realistic that sighting was but i think that the description is just so weird and so entertaining that it's i don't know that's always the one one of the ones that i think of when i think of the loch ness monster now as for the cryptid in general that i think is most interesting i think that the chupacabra definitely is partially because the name chupacabra has actually been used for at least three different cryptids if not four or five and there's such a variety in the reports and they're they're just so interesting and just overall weird that i don't know i'm just definitely interested and i've done a lot of research looking at the chupacabra and i've actually found that there are chupacabra-like attacks reported around the country before 1995 when the chupacabra was uh, described first um that there were these attacks done on livestock but were associated with other cryptids for example in the 70s in oklahoma there was a farmer who reported his chickens screeching making making sounds like they were in pain in the middle of the night he goes out see what's going on he finds the chicken coop's door hanging off the hinges he didn't find any chickens in the coop but he found blood and feathers everywhere and he found handprints and footprints in the on the ground in the blood And when he took pictures of them and sent them to a zoologist, the zoologist said, well, this looks like a cross between a gorilla and a human. Where did you get this? And the reason I associate with the chupacabra is because there have been – I know we're running out of time for this segment, but next segment, um, I'd like to mention that there's actually a long – history of bigfoot being associated with the draining of blood with animals and uh bigfoot like creatures maybe Ooh, bigfoot that, is that. really a race of vampires we've got more to yeah. come with <laughs> Schneider. and gene and chris you're in the bearcast for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive PowerCast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the PowerCast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the PowerCast. 
you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Lifetime Gray's 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. This is Jacques Vallée, you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I thought after I mentioned Bigfoot possibly being a race of vampires, since they're so involved with blood, that Chris would give us a proper Bela Lugosi imitation, but I'm not going to ask for that. Colin, go ahead, please. So, other than the Oklahoma case, there was one that Lauren Coleman actually wrote about in his book, Creatures of the Outer Edge. And he describes an attack also in the 70s. 
in Illinois, I believe it was, where this family, also farmers, hear a, just like the Oklahoma attack, they hear this this screeching coming from the chicken coop. They go out to see what was the matter. So the farmer and his cousin go out to see what was the matter. And lo and behold, they find the chicken coop's door ripped off, lying on the ground. And in the doorway, which was about eight feet tall and five feet wide, they describe this giant, hairy, man-like creature. They didn't get a good look at him. But they said that it was standing in the doorway and it blocked out all of the light coming from coming out of the doorway. And they said that they shot at it and it ran into a cornfield that was right next to the chicken coop and disappeared. They were sure they hit it, but nothing happened. And when they went to investigate, most of their chickens had been killed. Several of so them. So this is ha- Illinois in the 70s, correct? Yes. If I'm remembering correctly, it's Illinois. And after the their first encounter, the farmer and his family contact the local law enforcement. And once the law enforcement gets there, they're discussing what was going on. They have no idea. And they hear a sound come from the road. So the officer hops in his car, and the farmer and his nephew are walking behind it as the officer is driving down the road slowly so they can check out what's going on. And the nephew claimed that he sees something out of the the corner of his eye where the ditch is along the side of the road. He turns and he sees the same creature rise up from the ditch and run back towards the chicken coop. So they grab the officer, the officer hops out of the car, they run towards what's going on, and they grab their guns. And they didn't see the creature, but the rest of the chickens had been killed. And there were only a handful left, but the, the rest of them had been killed in the same manner as previously. And I found numerous reports that are very similar, not just with chickens, but goats, uh, cattle. The, actually, in Brazil... The type of hairy humanoid seen in Brazil, the Yeti and the Yowie have all been reported killing cattle by twisting their horns off. Well, in the Himalayas, I think it's yaks that are attacked. Well, yak as well, but the type of uh, beast of food, uh, they, they're reported twisting their horns off and then ripping out their tongues and drinking the blood that flowed out of the wounds that they made. So those accounts are specifically from the folklore, but there are some modern reports of that happening, especially concerning the Yeti and the Yowie. So I have kind of made this this weird little suggestion that the Chupacabra, since it's already used for a variety of creatures, the the gargoyle, yellow spine-backed creature seen in Puerto Rico, or the, the giant bat also seen in Puerto Rico, or the the weird canine thing that actually isn't a chupacabra from Texas that has been named a chupacabra. Since it's already used for several cryptids, I've been suggesting for quite a while that why don't we use it as a catch-all term for any creature that appears to be draining the blood of animals? Because 
the Mothman was reported doing it in the 60s during the initial spur of sightings. I found historical accounts supposedly of the Jersey Devil doing that. There have been stories of actually uh, certain types of lake monsters emerging from lakes, dragging animals down, and later the corpse was found with a bite to the jugular. There are dogs and uh, anomalous big cats all around the world are reported to do that all the time. Charles Fort wrote about that extensively. There's a huge amount of research just waiting to be looked at about these these reports and no one's done it people have maybe mentioned one or two connections just under the whole topic of cattle mutilations but no one's zoomed in and focused on that specifically and i'm currently working on a series of articles and a book about that very topic well i can't wait to see that being that um, i would say that i'm arguably one of the most knowledgeable people uh about uh, unexplained animal deaths Uh, (laughs) So I, I'd really, I'd be very interested in seeing those articles. I, I'm very interested also to find out more about this Illinois case and similar cases. I'd like uh, if you could forward me more specific uh, date and time and location information so that I can look at my database and see how, if, and how it dovetails with other cases in the area. Because I do have an extensive, probably the most extensive database on unexplained animal deaths, uh, well, when you see stock in the herd, you'll you'll understand. <laughs> yeah, certainly, I'd, I'd be more than happy to. I'm one of those researchers that, as long as it's not like an open case that I'm I'm researching and the, the confidentiality is a is a uh, an issue, I, I'm more than happy to send out anything, even articles that I've had published in magazines. I'll send you a word doc or whatever. Just ask. Sure. I mean, I'd I love have... it. or tell me where to go to to read your stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've perused your site, but I haven't seen any articles about this particular phenomenon. Yeah, well, I was trying to get an article about this published in Fate, so I took it all down because um, I didn't want them uh, thinking that I was using the same text for the articles. Right, right. So. We are both friends so, so of the publisher of Fate, so we'll be happy to step in there. Oh, I appreciate it. They actually accepted my article. I'm pretty excited. Oh, that's oh, good. Excellent. You see, you made a good start there. Congratulations, uh, Colin. We're really, really glad that you agreed to be on the show. We really, we really support and welcome your involvement in this field. Anything we can do to help, just let us know. I've sent you my contact information. I'd love to be one of those mentors that, that can help you out in any way that I can. We really support you and other young people out there. Um, that are interested in these subjects, uh, we need your you guys to get involved. Don't let you know the scary, gray bearded you know curmudgeons uh, <laughs> scare you off. Uh, we need your involvement. We need your input, and we appreciate your your fresh perspective into these these wonderful mysteries that we're all interested in. Oh yeah, I think that you guys being involved and having this 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 friendship and mentorship with the people that we honestly look up to all the time is incredibly important with everything that we're doing and everything we're working on. So, oh, Amen. Hey, Colin, we're about out of time. Would you tell our listeners about your site if they want to learn more about what you do? Oh, yeah, definitely. So I have a radio show online that I talk about cryptids every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find that by going to wcjvradio.com. Repeat that, wcjvradio.com. I also have a blog 
Uh, and you can find that at paranorm101.blogspot.com. Paranorm101.blogspot.com. Check out what I'm doing. We will. You can find us on Twitter. Look for the Paracast. Look for two Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. Check out Chris's site, undergoing constant updating, OurStrangePlanet.com. Three words strung together, OurStrangePlanet.com. He also sells his books there. By the way, if he's got a print book and you order it, he'll autograph it. Take it from me. You can also check out our other radio (laughs) show called After the Paracast, which is part of the Paracast Plus. Go to plus, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. That's plus dot theparacast.com. We give you a commercial-free version of this show and other benefits. Prices start at just $1.49 a week. We give away free print and e-books for subscriptions of five years or more. Colin Schneider, if more kids like you get involved in paranormal research, we're in good hands when we leave this plane of existence. Thanks for joining yes. us in the Paracast. Thanks for having me on. It was really fun. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast. <laughs>